You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, everybody. Robert Carrillo here, and we're continuing in our Spirituality 101 series. I want to thank you for taking the time and making this a priority in your life to grow spiritually, to look into these things, and uh, which I believe will be re- hugely rewarding and enrich your walk with God, your your discipleship, your following of Jesus, and and growth in spirituality, and just helping you, helping us all to become more spiritual people and more aware of God and His Spirit. So this is uh, introduction to spirituality, uh, part B, uh, the first one. So if you have not heard the first one. Please go back and listen to the first one because these go, these come consecutively. And, and generally that's true. Some of the later classes will be topical and you can just dive right on, right on in. But this one is important is laying a foundation that our foundation is biblical. It's scriptural. It's spiritually bound to the truth, right? So we're going to start out in Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. He says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. This was Paul's prayer. His prayer is that, that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In other words, that he helps us to be wise, but also to be able to see things, the things to be revealed to us, that we could see greater things, that we could see him, that we could see his power at work, that we could see the spirit moving and understand things, deeper things of God, the the, the kingdom of God that's hidden like a treasure, recognize the pearl of great value, understand that it may be small as a mustard seed, but it will grow, that we would see and understand these things. That's Paul's prayer for us, so that you may know him better and, and so much Really, what the the heart of spiritual development, spiritual formation, uh, seeking to grow spiritually is knowing God better. And what goes hand in hand with that is knowing ourselves better. In verse 18, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which you have been called, right? To which he has called you. Okay, the eyes of our heart. What does that mean? Think about that. The eyes of our hearts. You know, what we see and feel, what we recognize, what we what we are aware of that impacts us, that changes, that affects how we think, how we feel, how we live our lives, right? And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. He wants us to know the hope. We, we've got so much hope as Christians. We have so much hope as disciples of Jesus. To, 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 of what, what the future is going to bring, what God is revealing to us, what he's showing us, how he's helping us. You know, I remember as a baby Christian, I remember I would see people that had been in the church for two or three or four years and I would just be in awe of them, their scripture knowledge, their knowledge of the Bible and their ability to just pray and have these deep prayers. And, and, and I just thought, my gosh, there's so much more like Jesus. I'm going to become more and more like Jesus. And I was thinking, man, in 10 years, I'm going to be walking on water. I was just so excited. And yeah, maybe a little naive. I'm not walking on water 38 years later. But have I grown? Yes, I've grown a lot. 
Do I have more to grow? Yes. Just like when I was a, a young Christian. I mean, I would honestly say to you, I can honestly say to you that I am just as excited about what I'm learning today as I was my first week as a Christian. I'm learning so much about God. I'm learning so much about his spirit. I'm learning how to listen to him, how to walk with him, how to be aware of him, how to see God in everything. And it's changing me. It's changing my heart. It's changing how I think and which are very much changing the way I feel about things, especially valuable in a time where the world is so full of trouble. And that trouble is knocking on everybody's door. And 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 the value of being ha- being able to have peace so I'm getting to know God, getting to know the hope we have. And he says, he says, to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in of, of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, right? The people that he has set aside to be his people and his incomparably great power for us who believe, right? Us who know, us who have faith in him, who, who believe but it's more than just the word believe. This, I, I, I think the English translation to the word belief, we just, honestly, we don't have a word powerful enough to, to translate the Hebrew concept of emune or even pistos in Greek. We, do, we don't have that, a word that really tells you what all that means. So those who rely on God, those who trust God, those who acknowledge God, those who are deeply aware of God, that's what's packed in this. Those who believe, right? That power is the same as the mighty, as the mighty strength. I mean, I love that. The mighty strength, the mighty power of God that we have access to. But here's the thing is, is, is this is what knowing him better ushers us into. And so what spiritual, spirituality has everything to do with just getting to know God better building that relationship with him, building your connection with him, which opens the door and unleashes to so much more in life. And and I think right now, honestly, we're, we're going through so much in this world. And, and we're, we're, I mean, no, nobody's escaping challenge right now. We're all being challenged in different ways. How valuable is it to be able to draw strength from God, to be able to tap into this mighty strength that he talks about here in Ephesians chapter 1. In 1 Corinthians 2, Paul talks about, he says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. He says, we have a message of wisdom, of insight, of understanding, but it's it's not what the world's teaching. It's not what the world thinks. It's not what the world is saying. It's got nothing to do with this world or this age. It's He says, no, we declare God's wisdom in a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. This is a very cool passage because he talks about the mystery of God. And the truth is, we we're, we we don't know a, whole, know a whole lot about God's mystery. Obviously, it's mysterious, right? Um, we tend to just shy away from anything mysterious. We want to know what we can know for sure and what we can quantify and measure and rely on and et cetera, et cetera. God, there's a great mystery around God that he is revealing things to us. We opened that curtain when we were baptized, when we became Christians, and we began learning and learning, and that learning should never stop because there's always more and more that God is teaching us. And he says, 
None of us, uh, the rulers of this age, understood it. For if they had, they would have crucified. They wouldn't not have crucified the Lord of Glory. If they had any idea who Jesus was, if they had any idea the 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 the, the what was happening spiritually in this world, they would have never crucified Jesus. He says, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And the main thing I want to point out here, there's a lot we could talk about here, but the main thing I want to point out is that God is revealing things to us. He's showing us things through his Spirit. These are things that are only understood spiritually. They're only spiritually discerned. So if you're not spiritual, you're not reading your Bible, you're not praying much, you're not, you're just not going to get it. You're not going to understand it. And your friend who, you know, that doesn't believe in God and everything, this is way over their head. And, and, and they need just to start out with the real basic teachings of what is right and what is true. And if not, they'll never get it. They'll never understand these things. They'll walk right over the, the treasure in the field. They'll discard the peril of great value because they won't recognize the value of it. And it even happens to Christians that get stunted in our growth. It can happen to anybody. you know. And, and I would even say it happens to everybody at one level. There's times where I just got stunted and my quiet times got boring and my relationship with God got boring. And it really became about about discipline, you know, about making myself read and making myself pray. I wasn't excited about it anymore. I wasn't I wasn't excited about spending time with God. And and that was a problem that I was able to identify and change and work on my relationship with God, work on my level of spirituality. It happens to lots of Christians. Just like it can happen to a marriage, it can happen to a friendship, it can happen to roommates, it can happen to best friends, it can happen to our relationship with God. And and so we have to be continually growing and pushing ourselves to learn more about God, to grow spiritually in our ability to understand things spiritually. Just because somebody's in the church a long time does not mean they're spiritually mature. It does not mean that they're growing, that they're advancing in fact, there's a strange thing called petrified wood. In Arizona, there's a whole forest, and it's called the petrified forest, and it's just, all you see is rocks, but if you pick up the rocks, you realize that there were once, they were once living organisms. It was bark from a tree, or it's a piece of wood that turned into a rock. It still looks like wood, it has grains like wood, and if you glued it all back together, it would look like a tree, but it is not. Because it has no life in it. It has no zoe in it. And Jesus came giving us life. But if we're not growing, we can become like petrified wood. We're, we're just, we look like a tree, but we're not growing anymore. In 1 Corinthians 3, 1, he gives us this warning. He says, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? You know, Paul was rebuking the church in Corinth because they weren't growing anymore. They got all excited. They got baptized. They were all filled with zeal, zeal and excitement. And then they just didn't grow. And so he has to treat them like infants in Christ again. 
And he has to teach them the same thing. The book of Hebrews gives us a warning about not getting being immature when you've been around a long time. The truth is, what happens to somebody that stops growing spiritually? They just become more and more religious. And they become very religious. And the truth is, being religious is very unattractive. And in fact, if you look at who did Jesus argue with and fight with? You read the Gospels, it's always with the religious leaders. Who had Jesus crucified? It wasn't really the Romans. I mean, they're the ones that physically did it, but who incited it? It was the religious leaders. Religiosity and being religious. It's its gotten to a point in our world where the world won't, won't tolerate it at all. The world can't stand religious people. But that's not the same as being a spiritual person, as being a person who walks with God, a person who follows Jesus closely, who's led by the Spirit. You know, religious people follow rules. They tend to be very judgmental. They tend to not want to change. They hang on to the past. Back in the day, we did this and we did that. And they don't want to, you know, they, they, they become, you know, petrified. They become like petrified wood. They become solid, the unmolding, unchanging. Spiritual people are always growing and dynamic and they're changing and they're evolving more and more into the likeness of Jesus. We got a class coming up about in transformation and all about that. Spiritual people are constantly evolving, and that's incredibly important. Paul rebukes uh, the Corinthians for being staying infantile. We don't want to stay infantile. The writer of Hebrews warns the Christians that they're being that they're immature, and by now they should have been way more advanced. In other words, there's an expectation of growth, right? In Galatians five sixteen, he says, "So I say." Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So he, 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 Paul gives the Galatians, and, you know, Paul talks a lot here about spirituality in Galatians it's a major topic about being truly spiritual people versus people who are religious. That whole, that tension between being a religious person and being a spiritual person is very clear in the book of Galatians. You know, he, he rebukes them. He said, you foolish Galatians, you started out spiritually motivated and you became worldly. You became fleshly, really. You became religious, basically. That you're trying to win your own salvation by what you do and what you don't do and, and that kind of stuff. Instead of allowing yourself to be led by the Spirit. He says, walk by the Spirit. You know, what does that mean? That means live your life according to the Spirit of God. And well, how do we know that, Robert? We'll talk about that in a minute. But but it has a lot to do with what we learn from the scriptures and how we let the scriptures change us and impact us. Our prayer times, our our listening to God, our continual conversation with God. You know, um, I think one of the one of the reasons why Michelle and I's marriage has found so much success. So we, I mean, it isn't because we didn't have challenges and it isn't because we didn't disagree about stuff. It isn't because we're exactly the same because we are totally opposite, but we connect every day. We share hearts. We share our struggles. We share our love. We share our passion. We, we share with each other. We share our hearts with each other every day. We talk, well, maybe not every day, but most days, you know, and, and, and that's a continual pattern of our relationship. So our relationship just gets deeper and richer and deeper and richer. 
Same thing needs to happen with God. The same thing needs to happen with our relationships in the church, that they should continually be getting deeper and deeper. But you have to live that way. And that's living by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. And he says, and he says, if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. In other words, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot there that we don't have time to tension between the law and the Spirit. But, but what I really want to just draw the focus on right now is walking in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. What is the Spirit leading you to? What is He trying to convert you to or change in your heart? What is He trying to show you? And how does He want you to grow? Have you thought about that? If you were to sit down and write a list of what does the Spirit of God want me to grow in? What does the Spirit of God want me to know better or understand better? What is it? When I read the Scriptures, stop and ask yourself, what is he telling me here? Not just what does it say and who was the audience and what year was it written and what's the, what's the hermeneutics behind it. Okay, great. But more importantly, what is God telling me here? What is he showing me here? That's what spirituality is all about. So we read in Romans 8, back and we've read this before, but he says, God raised Jesus from death. And if God's spirit lives in you, he will also give life to your bodies that die. Yes, God is the one who raised Christ from death, and he will raise you to life through his spirit living in you. Through how? How does he do all this? Through his spirit living in you. You realize you have the spirit of God in you? Why don't you think about that for a second? The spirit of God is in you. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Are you listening to him? Are you aware of him? Are you paying attention? That's what transformation, formation, spiritual development is all about, is getting better in tune with that. And that's where we're going. We're going to be talking specific. But I can say this. I can say this now. It's about Bible reading, memorizing scripture, prayer, Meditating on his word, listening to God, practice, practice, practice. It's about constantly practicing what we're reading. Read the Bible. What did you read that you don't do? How can you start doing it? That's giving yourself over to the Spirit of God. And we say, well, do you mean like the Spirit talking like I hear voices? No, reading the Scriptures. Sometimes you will get thoughts in your mind. And sometimes it will be very clear from God. And sometimes you will know something. Is, and, and the way you can check it, because there's also evil spirits, is by does it line up with the scriptures? Does it line up with what Jesus did? But it's being aware of that. In Acts chapter 4, it says in verse 31, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Make no mistake, it was the Holy Spirit that moved the church forward. How much will the, the church move forward if the Holy Spirit is being ignored? If we're not paying attention to the Holy Spirit? Not much. Even Jesus couldn't perform many miracles because of their lack of faith, right? What does a lack of faith do? It makes you ignore the Holy Spirit. It makes you ignore God. It makes you read the scriptures, but you get nothing out of it. 
It's just boring. It's blah, 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 blah. It doesn't change you. But when we're learning to pay attention, and that's what meditation is, is you're learning to pay attention, to contemplate, to think about what is this saying? What is this saying to me? What is this saying to my life? What am I being called to do? And allowing God to change you. And praying before you read your Bible. God, speak to me. Show me, Father. Change me. Change my heart, God. Give God your heart. Tell him. Get on your knees and say, God, here is my heart. Do whatever you want with it. I give my life to you. I give my body to you. I give my soul, my spirit, my mind, my heart, everything to you, God. Tell him that. And ask him to guide you along. And he will. There's this trinity here that's behind all of all of what spirituality is. It's prayer, conversing, dialoguing, sharing, connecting with God on even a vocal level. A mind level, sharing and speaking to God. How much time we sit and just think about God. Thank Him. It's journaling, writing down everything you're thankful to God for. I challenge you to do it. Write down, journal in a piece of paper, five things you're grateful to God before you were five. Five things before you were ten. Five things in your teens. Five things as a young person. It will change you. It will change your heart. It will change your mind. It will make you more connected to God. I guarantee you, do this every day. The Word is another one. Just reading and stopping. And There's a fancy term you're going to hear, Lectio Divina. It's becoming this popular thing that people do at church where they go over scriptures repeatedly. It's not just a trick. It's not just a little trick to get everybody thinking spiritually. It's actually meditating on God's Word. It's taking the time to read something and really think about it. And then read it again and pray about it. And then read it again and pray about it. And then the third one is praxis or practice. Praxis is just a fancy way of saying practice. Is doing what it says. The Bible says that those who are mature recognize and they grow because of their constant practice. Because constantly putting this into practice. Trying to do what I read. And God giving me the strength and the ability to do it. Whether it's to love my enemies, whether it's to forgive somebody who hurt me, whether it's to be find peace in the midst of trouble, whether it's to be healed from my hurts in the past, or to be set free of addictions or problems that have, that have racked my life, you know, that are ruining my life, whether it's to love more, to be not, you know, the, the, all that's the, all of this is part of growing spiritually. These are the practices. And there are many spiritual disciplines, and we're going to be giving classes on all these things. Spiritual formation is a term you're going to hear a lot. What is that? Letting God form your heart. Letting God form your mind. Spiritual development, what is that? Well, that's who we are from birth to death, right? There's a a classic saying, you're going to hear me say it a lot. Who we are is God's gift to us. Who we become is our gift to God. That spiritual development, who do you become in your life? In whatever many years you're given on this planet, whether it's 20 years, 50 years, 80 years, 100 years, 
who you become is your gift to God. That's spiritual development, becoming more and more like Jesus. Spiritual transition. There are times that we hit plateaus and we have to work through it. There's a thing called the dark night of the soul. It's when there's times where we hit a wall and we don't see God. We don't feel God. We feel worldly or whatever. And we have to work through that and get through it, get through the darkness back to the light. There's prayers of affirmation, statements of affirmation, and that's reminding us repeatedly who we are. Silence and solitude, getting away, spending time just talking to God, spending time just being quiet and listening to God. There's lament, which is how we process our pain and our hurts in life, that there's a very strong biblical pattern that, for the most part, we're not even aware of. Most of us have no idea what lament is. There will be a class on that. Meditation, affirmation, journaling, all of these are tools. Practicing uh, even rest, Sabbath rest, you know, taking a day to just completely rest and spend time with God, spend time with family, enjoy each other, not work, not do homework, not do schoolwork, um, excuse me, not schoolwork, not do job work, not be, not do any kind of work for a day. That doesn't mean you don't have to do your homework. Do it the day before or do it the day after. So mindfulness, prayer, fasting, scripture study, Lectio Divina, service to others. These are all these are all practices that help us grow spiritually. So we're going to be talking about these things. We're going to be learning about these things together. This is all going to help us on our spiritual journey with one another. Um, I'm going to be coming out with a bulletin that's going to give a lot of uh, great resources from books to read, apps, websites, all that kind of stuff to help us grow spiritually. And that's going to be under a bulletin called Under the Broom Tree. And lastly, if you want to keep learning more and you want to get more materials and you want the broom tree delivered to you, sign up at thewayofthepilgrim.com. Don't forget to like these videos so that you know we can spread the word and spread the good news about walking with God and living with God. Love you. Buen camino. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.